0: Whether you suffer from depression, anxiety, feel stuck, or lack motivation, it all starts in the mind. We're on a quest to help us break through life's most challenging obstacles. No matter who we are or what we hope to achieve, clarity, joy, and self-love will help us lead the way. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arcee. Welcome to the Mind Reboot Podcast. Today, I'm joined by empowerment coach, microdose mentor, and author, Matt Simpson. Matt, thank you for being here, brother.
1: Thank you, Tony, for the invite.
0: No, it's Great a pleasure. It's uh, I love what you're doing. I love the work you're doing and it's it's unique, right? In this time, it's not like um we don't know what the when we hear the word microdose these days. I think it's pretty familiar at least for the most part, but you know, I'd love for for you to share a little bit exactly about what you do so just to clear up any confusion.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's a big uh, buzz in our culture right now around psychedelic medicines. Uh, we're very likely going to see MDMA assisted psychotherapy as an approved FDA cure for post-traumatic stress disorder, possibly, uh, by August of 2024. Oh, wow. So this is, this is happening. The, the phase three clinical data is very, very strong. It shows that they have a cure, uh, maps, the multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies has a cure for post-traumatic stress disorder, which affects 8% of our population at a given time. So, uh, there's a big upswell of people that are leaning into this edge and, and using these medicines to heal. And, um, I'm not too surprised that we have a big, you know, factoring in how close we are to these, uh, medicines being, uh, integrated into our Western, uh, psychiatric model. It's not surprising that there's a big movement of people, um, starting to microdose and to use these, uh, these medicines, these powerful medicines in a different application. Uh, microdosing is, um. You know, it's the best way that I can describe it is 3% more empathy, 3% more courage, mm-hmm. 3% more self-awareness. And people are utilizing this, um, you know, to boost cognition, to heal. And it's not that a third of our C-level Silicon Valley executives are microdosing to boost cognition and creativity.
0: I love the work you're doing. I think it's amazing. And and where where is where did that boldness come from? Because this is not something that you necessarily grew up with. It's not like this was you your whole life. You went through an experience. There's a before and after most you right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did the whole uh, corporate America thing. I had a had a few businesses. Uh, you know, it's. It, I look back to uh, my birthday, my thirty fifth birthday, October sixteenth, uh, twenty fourteen. I just sold a business that I've been working on for seven years uh, down on LaSalle Street, uh, downtown Chicago. Wow. And uh, while I was supposed to be out hooting and hollering with the the new brass and the new uh, you know national company that acquired my company. All I could think about was this path of service that I'm on right now and two months later I was down in the jungles of Costa Rica having a wondrous uh, heart opening healing experience with ayahuasca to get into my nervous system to heal the childhood sexual trauma that was at root of my dis-ease and disharmony and addiction and materialism and um, just uh, you know, a, a malaise and apathy that I felt like there has to be something more. I'm following all of the rules, and and the more obedient I was to our societal definition of success, the sicker I became. So that's when I stepped outside the pale, so to speak, had a had a big heart opening, uh, you know, an opportunity to to heal my trauma, my nervous system again, and that set in motion um, a vision of the of the path ahead. Of uh, you know, ultimately, I ended up uh, working a, a, a year uh, to untangle myself from the mess that I'd created in corporate America. There was there was a buyout involved with selling my company, so I wanted to leave on good terms. And then I traveled with a backpack. I traveled uh, around the world for eighteen <laughs> months, and uh, yeah, I was just like, "Hey, I'm, I'm out of here, y'all." I didn't mean I was a single man; didn't have a family, uh, so so I took that time and in a month seventeen of this eighteen month travel journey. I came across this veteran collective soul healing mission, and I just knew at that moment in time that this was my work to do, and uh, I've been advocating for our United States war veterans uh, to get healing with plant medicines uh, ever since.
0: Wow. And when you look at that pursuit of what society deems as success or even those things that you find that would gratify you Mm -hmm. or, or give you a sense of what I think people are looking for—peace or happiness, right—that uh, is always found in, a, in an experience or in a possession. When you look at the life that you were leading then versus now, how has that changed to where, you know, the things that you're seeking aren't out there anymore, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know sourcing all of the joy um, and contentment and peace from within. And, and doing it with uh, you know my meditation practice and contemplative journaling and breath work and and fitness and an earnest um, intention to integrate uh, the journeys that I've had, the healing journeys that I've had, ultimately to be of service. and uh, you know to to my mission uh, and to do the work that I'm here to do and finding so much um, uh, value in, uh, in service. Yeah. That, that, uh, where I once, uh, I mean, before when I was in, uh, doing the corporate America thing and, uh, document uh, management for or e-discovery for law firms. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, there was no intrinsic value. There was no, I mean, I loved my team. I loved the, the people that I was working with my clients. Uh, but I wasn't, um, helping our collective, evolution there was there was no way that I could could spin that so um, to to be able to to source my own joy with the work that I do now, it's so deeply meaningful uh, to hold space for my clients and be a microdose mentor and to guide people onto this path uh, whereas uh, before there was no intrinsic value and now um, you know I'm driven by intrinsic value
0: and and there's so much to be said about it that we don't even know about yet because you're doing this very much on not not a a, a I, I hate to use the word legal, right? but let's just say it is what it is, right? it, it It's not like you go buy this stuff off a shelf. It's not like you know there's there's some here's how to use it. you're You're really providing this um, almost trailblazing the way for a lot of people that would normally not have ever have had access to this
1: yes, and 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 there's a big movement going on throughout our country. Um, Oregon. In the 2020 election, they made a bold declaration uh, to legalize psilocybin-assisted therapy, and uh, Colorado followed, I believe, two years after that. Uh, so those are the first two states that have, have made big moves on a state li- statewide level. They're looking at this as a mental health challenge, not as a criminal issue. Uh, it's a big fu to the war on drugs, saying, hey, you know, that this is... Uh, Something, again, that we're going to approach with compassion and a humanistic uh, standpoint as opposed to, um, you know, tasering people, throwing them in the paddy wagon and and, and giving them even more trauma through through our justice system. Um, And there's big cities, metropolises all throughout the country. uh, Detroit, uh, Oakland, the Bay Area, San Francisco, Seattle, uh, Ann Arbor, uh, Washington, D.C. have all decriminalized uh, plants decriminalize psychedelics. So there's a big, big movement uh, in, in those jurisdictions. Uh, law enforcement um, is looking at this as their lowest priority. They're they're spending their time, effort, and energy uh, trying to hunt down the, the bad guys that are peddling fentanyl that is equating to the 100,000 deaths of despair and overdoses. I believe that was the last count uh, last year. Maybe that went up. Uh, I, I believe that was from 2022. So we'll see what what the tally comes in in 2023 it's it's not good we're in a dire situation
0: it's dire and it's dire on so many levels not just you know the the opioid it's everything else and and when you look and you start really diving in what you see is greed right at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's that when when greed prevails and these are the consequences of it and you see that and i love what you keep saying you know it's civil disobedience right With 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 the movement that you're doing and you can see you're very passionate about it and 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 if there are consequences, you understand those and it's not going to keep you from from moving forward in that. Right. So when it when you see that it's a greater problem than just, hey, it's not just a, a, an opioid crisis, it's not just this. It's it's really about being um, I hate to use the word woke. Right. But, but being awake to the truth of why they want to suppress these things and what are those truth that that they're keeping from you? How have how do you see this as more than that, or if at all, right? That this is leading to something much bigger, uh, and creating an awareness beyond just the, the the simple, hey, I'm 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 struggling, I have PTSD. But once you move past that, and then you can really start to to live, right? Then everything changes the lens by which you view the world. How has that changed for you? That as you start seeing, really, that, hey, it's, at, at first maybe you started this thinking. This is something that's helping people. This is something that has helped me. I want to get out there, but as you start to do that and you realize, yeah, there, there's some movement, but the powers that be aren't going to want to see this thing through, right? No. How, how have you, how has that changed for you? Your perspective, your lens on society, and and really some of those evils that are out there.
1: Yeah, this has to be a, a grassroots movement, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, a. What I affectionately call a a cataclysmic clash that we're on the verge of having with this movement and big pharma, and um, you know, but this is these are medicines that work, And, and the problem, you know, I write about this in my book, "Worth the Fight." The problem with these medicines is they work, people get better, and no one makes money, and but I think that we've gotten into a point where. Uh, all of the, or I believe that all the madness that we see in our world is a projection of unhealed trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is threatening our democracy. So this is a time for people to step up, to, to, to trust this process, uh, to, uh, and people are reaching out as a psychedelic author. People reach out to me and I guide them on microdosing mentorship. Uh, journeys, uh, microdosing journeys, and um, you know it's been a sacred honor to hold people's hands through this process and to welcome them to the path, so they can do this safely, responsibly, and and we do this with intention. Uh, why are we microdosing? Why are you engaging arguably the most powerful medicine on earth? What do you hope to co-create with the sacred medicine? And um, you know when when someone's intentions are earnest. Um, you know, again, it's, it's something that is a sacred honor for me to guide them through this, uh, journey and, and, um, yeah,
0: it's, and it's heavy. I mean, as, as you mentioned, you know, you talked about traumas, there's so many different types of traumas. You mentioned sexual trauma. How has even just that aspect of, of being vulnerable, right? Cause now, now you're out there talking about it from a healed perspective, um, I'm sure it's it's inviting people to share their traumas and, and to be vulnerable with you. What have you found even before the, the medicine itself? I'm sure there's already a healing involved in, in having a little bit of hope and being able to connect with community, which you've done a really great job of doing as well.
1: Yes, uh, this comes to mind. Vulnerability builds trust. Trust underlies connection, and connection is why we're here. So that's why I share openly and honestly my experiences. Um, the childhood sexual uh, trauma uh, in our country is a big problem. and It's something that we we don't go near because the, the church has some really powerful energetic programs, fearful programs. It's thought that one in uh, four women and one in six men uh, were sexually abused in the early years of childhood development. That number could be far greater. Um, I love what uh, thought leader Sam Harris says, um, that, that if we had any Fortune 500 com- company that habitually employed sexually confused men, we would run them out of town so fast, but the church we turned a blind eye. And uh, so, so my open sharing is an invitation for others to look within, and and to uh, potentially. Uh, embark on a similar path of healing Uh, psychedelics are very optional psychedelics are you know that that was just a catalyst that worked for me on my path and journey but really it's about uh, knowing yourself it's about healing it's about meditation it's about building self-awareness it's about you know exercising and and taking care of our body and and doing the work that we're here to do
0: and how do you determine that if if it's for someone because you know, as much as I, I may have advocated for it or, or do, there are a lot of people who just say, no, I, I just could never see myself doing that or that's not for me. Right. Um, and and obviously teach his own. But, yeah, how do you have those conversations or how do you determine if someone is even a fit to to do, to, to undergo shroom or microdose uh, type treatment?
1: Well, I always encourage people to do their own edu- own uh, research. And to educate themselves, and and wonderful places to start are Fantastic Fungi, is a documentary uh, in How to Change Your Mind on Netflix, four part mm-hmm. series, a docu series uh, illuminating the key points from Michael Pollan's game changing book How to Change Your Mind. Mm-hmm. That's another wonderful book. My book, book, of course, worth <laughs> the fight. Um, and yeah, but again, these these aren't for everyone. And um, you know, if if I would say that that. Um, you know the important thing is if, if you're going to embark on this path, that you, you have to be earnest about your aspirations to put in the work and and, and to integrate the ahas and, and, and insights and the revelations that come up from these medicines. and uh, to speak the words that are on your heart. Um, and these medicines have a way of bringing um, the blockages from the back burner to the front burner so we can work through them. I so often hear from my microdosing clients that they can struggle better, that they can do the hard thing. And that's what's required when we're uh, looking to overcome depression, we're looking to uh, reduce our anxiety, we're looking to um, reframe our our traumas, Uh, we're looking to be healthy, happy, and strong, and to do the work that we're here to do.
0: Absolutely, no, and for those, I guess, that are interested or, or on that path, how, what would be that, that, I mean, is it, is it reading the book and then they're going to get certain dosages? How, how does one go about it when, you know, they may not um, reach out to you, right, but they want to try this on their own or, you know, wh- what would be that, that really that, that, that barometric meter of, of where they should start?
1: Yeah, you know, it's um, the more I do this work, the more it, I, I feel that it's imperative we do have a guide on this path that we have a psychedelic informed coach or a psychedelic informed psychiatrist or counselor somebody who understands this medicine and understand how it works Um, good potential next steps i host a a microdose monday meetup every single monday at 7 p.m central in the psychedelics and limitless personal growth meetup here in chicago on the app meetup uh, maybe we could put links in the show notes. That could be a place where, where people could learn more. It's not just me going on and on and on about best practices and and the wonders of these misunderstood medicines, but it's an opportunity to learn from your peers, um, others that have been on the journey. Uh, we get to, to to talk openly about uh, the wins, the losses, the challenges, et cetera.
0: And, and, what is, and just kind of going on that too, obviously there's always resources and, and you're going to find people that they're gonna try it anyway, right? But what what are some of those things that they should look out for? That you know you should never do. What are some of those uh, yeah red flags when it comes to uh, experimenting with psychedelics, especially mushrooms?
1: Yeah, um, the the big no no is. And, and frankly, there's not enough data to really support this mm. but but people that have uh, pre-existing uh, mental health conditions of schizophrenia or bipolar are encouraged to stay away from certainly from the high dose. I think that that um, you can find a, a dose because uh, mo- we are doing such a small amount, five to ten percent of a peak ceremonial experience. Uh, when we're microdosing, I tend to microdose with my clients closer to 10 to 20% of a peak ceremonial experience. So it's a very, very light amount that that most people can do and handle. Um, and I've worked with clients that have a bipolar diagnosis, and it's worked for them. And, yeah, but we're not uh, microdosing during the manic phase. Uh, but it's something we need to be mindful about, um, that that's and, and certainly with the high dose, much more than the microdose. Uh, I'd say the, the the other contraindications for microdosing is if your anxiety is stronger than your depression and you're not willing to put in the work, then then microdosing probably won't be for you. Mm-hmm. It's going to bring up uh, what is yours to do. And there's going to be a pressing need to to do that. Some people just don't want to. They don't want to rip the band-aid off, or they don't want to make that that big move that they they that is heavy on their heart, whatever it might be. Uh, so that's something that I've I've seen. Um, but for the most part, this this is something that that meets our world and it meets our capitalistic values where things are at. Um, you know, the whole point of microdosing is we're doing all the things. We're going to work, we're hanging out with friends and family, we're we're going to the gym, we're going to the grocery store, we're just doing so slightly elevated. And, uh, again, a d- very different model than the high dose. The high dose, you know, I, two thumbs up if someone's going to embark on a journey with psilocybin or ayahuasca uh, and they're doing it in a safe, supported environment, um, that th- that can, you know, works like a laser-guided missile going into your nervous system to find that trauma so we can heal that, we can purge that, we can harmonize that. Um, but that's, again, very different than the microdose experience, and then there's another very glaring contraindication for high dose. Um, you know that if you're on SSRIs, pharmaceuticals uh, do not do ayahuasca. That can be that mm. can be fatal. So that's something that that is oh. a, a very strict contraindication. You got to get off your pharmaceuticals before you embark on that
0: journey. And and kind of on that too, is that what people would then? classify as being a bad trip. You know, when they're unwilling to do the work and they want something that um, is just more of take this pill, take this, you know, this quick fix, and then they go on this, this trip and it's not what they expect it to be.
1: Uh, um, well, bad trips are, are part of this and, and I don't look at things uh, as, good as or bad good or bad, right, right. you know, it's like, well, it let's be, just say terrifying.
0: You yeah. Know? <laughs> terrifying. It might
1: be terrifying in the moment, but, but some right. of those are the most, most uh, rewarding, enriching experiences of our lives. When we're a few weeks out, a few months out and, and uh, our nervous systems calm down and we're thinking, whoa, geez, that was, that was harrowing. Um, but the. The uh, pharmaceutical interaction—that's that's, that's going to bring on something different. Mm. That's going to bring on um, again uh, the potential for serotonin syndrome, and it's going to have our neurochemistry super wonky, and it's going to be really, really hard. So it's something that we do—you um, know—do that in earnest. Follow the dieta, follow the guidelines of, of a retreat if you're you're seeking to do that and move in that direction. Not as much with psilocybin, but but certainly with ayahuasca.
0: So, so what do you tell people when they, when they have a bad trip, right? And, and, and they're, or they had one in the past and that's why they'll never do it again. And it was terrifying. How how do you speak to that point or, or even just yeah some of those concerns around that?
1: Yeah, I think they're, they're valid concerns. And I would encourage that, that person to, um, to do the integration work and, and to take time in meditation, take time to, to journal about it. What was it? What came up? Um, you know, that, that we bravely put pen to paper and we can start to uh, cultivate self-awareness about that experience uh, and maybe see the blessing in that experience that maybe we couldn't see otherwise. Uh, I'd also encourage people to do uh, breath work where, where maybe they could revisit that experience. Um, you know, there's a powerful breathing method called the Wim Hof Method that we can get into our nervous system and, and create kind of a quasi psychedelic state uh, with just the power of our breath and work. And 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 some a little bit of time, but it's free. It's underneath our nose, and, and that can be very helpful in in um, getting closer to that experience that we had, that 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 harrowing journey, that bad trip. I believe, uh, I love what what uh, Jason Silva says. He's a thought leader in the space, and he 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 um, talks about post traumatic growth. Um, mm-hmm. Or no invert? No, I'm sorry, inverse PTSD. This idea that that just as we're healing from trauma in our nervous system, um, that that these high dose experiences where we where we feel bliss and and you know and rapture and joy supreme joy and ecstasy uh, that those experiences are in our nervous system too. So, so when we get still and we get quiet, um, and and we take time to to contemplate or to meditate uh, or or to do our journaling, uh, that we we can get closer to those, and and we can start to uh, almost mine mine our nervous system for that gold, and and to um, have those aha's, the insights of, whoa, you know that 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 happened. Um, Maybe I missed that. Maybe I. You know uh, didn't take the time to uh, fully honor that experience and uh, in, to integrate means to make whole so so we're we're seeking to um, uh, to to kind of harmonize these split off parts of ourselves or, or these these um, experiences that um, might be shameful or, 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 or pain or, or trauma and, and and we're looking to bring kind of everything into the fold and yeah
0: when you're going through something like this. It's you know you can you can feel the changes in your life, um, but it's it's those individuals that were closest to that that are really a mirror to us, right? And you were sharing a story of one of your your clients and uh, their their marriage was was going through some difficulties and and just to be able to 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 be a part of that, but to hear the testimony of the spouse, right, yeah. that that says, look, I, I don't know how this is possible, but this is just a night and day type change. What are some of those things that I think others might notice a lot more than we even might in this in, in certain moments, right? Where the person that we are just maybe that person's dead, gone, you know, <laughs> like the person that we used to be, the version of the person that we used to be. What what have you seen in your experiences be some of the most uh, drastic changes like that?
1: Yeah, uh, thank you uh, for that that prompt. Uh, you know, I want to share a, a, a case study or a testimonial. Um, a former client that I worked with, Ryan. Um, a friend from high school had reached out. He was struggling with anger. Uh, it got to a point where his uh, actions were uh, endangering his uh, professional life and, and, and also his uh, personal life. So he was very brave to say, hey, I want to do this inner work. I want to embark on this journey. I'm going to trust the process. And um, the psilocybin helped to harmonize his anger and create space from it. And not just the psilocybin, but the practices um, and, and, and doing the breath work and doing the meditation and um, contemplative journaling and, and figuring out what was at the root and uh, bringing uh, light into the darkness, so to speak. was able to, He was able to create expansion from his uh, impulses and, and, and from his triggers so he could be more present and, and uh, to more consciously react. As uh, or to more consciously respond, as to uh, as opposed to unconsciously reacting. Yeah, and that helped to uh, get him back in in good graces with his wife and and the connection and and uh, for him to be present, so he could express himself in a manner instead of uh, you know being angry or going up flying off the 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 handle so to speak. Uh, to be vulnerable, to be real, to be present and uh again that that real stop, real real talk from the heart um, it it fosters connection so uh big opportunity and that's that's been uh, one of the surprising side effects of of this this work uh, that i see so often um that people um you know and, and i think that that is the the most uh, underrated aspect of uh, microdosing and psychedelics is that how it helps us connect to our inner world And I believe the degree to which we connect to our inner world is the very same degree to which we can connect to uh, intimate partners, you know, close friends and family, our close loved ones, um, our purpose, and the natural world.
0: Absolutely. Now, and and last thing I'll ask you is just what, what one piece of wisdom would you leave us with that you've taken from these trips or from these experiences that you've had that have most impacted your life or thoughts that have persisted, that have helped you navigate uh, life post, you yeah, know, your healing.
1: Yeah, your... yeah. thank you, Tony. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting here uh, almost 10 years out from my my first uh, high-dose psychedelic journey, so I've been on this path for 10 years, and I, I li- I'm living my dream life, and I feel a, a level of joy and contentment that I never, ever would have thought possible when I was stuck in the bullshit, incorporated, limiting belief scarcity programs uh, from yesteryear. And I, I believe wholeheartedly the degree to which we lean into our darkness, the pain, the adversity, the traumas, is the very same degree to which we can stand and share and love in our light. So I encourage people to go to that place, to lean in, and, and, and to know that these medicines can help. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not about the, the, the psychedelics. It's about meditation, and it's about journaling. It's about being present, and it's about um, you know showing up for our loved ones, showing up for our purpose
0: absolutely it is and if you want to learn more find out about you you know buy the book uh contact you how, how can they do that
1: yeah at worth the and i'm on instagram at worth the fight book as well and then um you can put the links in the show notes with the uh the microdose monday meetup every monday at 7 p.m central uh the psychedelics and limitless personal growth
0: meetup awesome Matt. well thank you so much for your work what you're doing and the healing and and being of service to others who truly need it
1: Thank you, Tony, for having me.